Well, here we are. It's the 11th of March, as this goes out today, and what a business it is. Uh, Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. Poor Ukraine. The, the thing is, how do we get out of this mess? I mean, the greatest achievement, perhaps, for any Christian is to learn to be able to live in hell and not despair, and the people of Ukraine are living in hell. And it does not matter the motive of Russia in the final analysis. The behavior of Russia has been brutal and unforgivable, in my view. That said, I've just heard Ben Wallace, the United Kingdom's Defense Secretary, talking on how he's going to wreak as much havoc and hell for the Russians in Ukraine as he can manage. And I don't think that much helps either. That kind of what would you call it? Hatred doesn't help. Beating hate with hate doesn't help. And we see so much of that. We've seen so much of it from America and Britain and everywhere in response to the horrors that have been going on in Ukraine. We meet hate with hate. I have skin in the game in this particular context. My daughter is a reporter and she's in Ukraine as I speak, subsisting on a diet of salt pork and pickles, because that's all there is to eat where she is. And I hope and pray she'll be fine, and I trust she will be. But in Mariupol, they can't count the dead. And my daughter's watching the refugees as they flee from there and other places. And I wonder sometimes whether all the Western military support for Ukraine is going to ultimately create conditions whereby we get a replay of Syria. I'll just say what I've said before many times, but an old Syrian once told me, I can cope with war and I can cope with peace, but what I cannot cope cope with is chaos. And that's what we have in Syria. My goodness, we have chaos in Ukraine now. And are we going to have 10 years of it? Well, we're certainly putting the skids under the Russians, so they're not going to conquer Ukraine easily, but nor are they easily going to withdraw because there's that little matter called pride. So what's the consequence? What's the consequence if we if we allow this to go on and on and on? I heard a officer, ex-officer from Afghanistan saying, on Radio 4, I think it was, saying, if you put a cat in a field and you let bombs off around it all day long, the cat might survive, but it's not going to be the same animal anymore. Think of Ukraine as the cat in the field. Is there any sunshine in this? I mean, the misery of Ukraine at least puts our own misery in perspective. We'll have to stop whinging, won't we? And people suffer in that degree. The Kremlin's position is interesting because... Well, no, let's step back a minute. Let's talk about where we're at. Let's just, just, just give ourselves a little background here. I mean, you all know it, but... Let's just refresh our memory. Putin wants Kiev to accept the autonomous states of Donetsk and Luhansk, Luhansk, sorry, my pronunciation, Luhansk republics in Donbass. He also wants guarantees that Ukraine will not join NATO or the European Union. Now, on the 21st of February, Russia recognized the independence of the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic. And three days later, on the 24th of February, following that recognition, 
Russia launched military operations in Ukraine, announcing that its forces would protect the people of the Donbass region and demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. Of course, part of these two republics are already under effective de facto Russian control for some considerable time, ever since, almost ever since the overthrow in a, if you remember, in a coup. Well, not exactly a coup, it was a revolution, I suppose. Kiev-led revolution of Ukraine's pro-Kremlin president, Viktor uh, Yanukovych. Sorry, again, my pronunciation, goodness heavens. That was back in 2014, when um, an uprising of Ukrainians in Kiev overthrew Viktor Yanukovych, the president of Ukraine at that time, who was pro-Russian. That put the cat amongst the pigeons, I guess. But... Putin's position has been Putin's position for a little while. I mean, in December 2021, December of last year, Putin presented demands to the US and NATO that Ukraine would never enter NATO and that the alliance would roll back its military footprint in East and Central Europe. Now, Ukraine's president, meanwhile, President Vladimir Zelensky, the current president of Ukraine, had said that his ambition was to see Ukraine to join the European Union. On the last day of February, he signed an official application for EU membership. This was, of course, after Russia moved into Ukraine. And, uh, by the way, swiftly followed by Moldova and Georgia, both applied for EU membership, disturbing poor Russia even further. I... It is regarded as Russia by Russia as an existential threat, the sort of eastward move of NATO. And the Kremlin's position, the Kremlin's position now is that, um, and, and this has been reiterated by the Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, and uh, it's that Ukraine must recognize Russian sovereignty over Crimea and the independence of the Russian-backed separatist People's Republics in the East, and enshrine a state of neutrality into its constitution. In other words, Ukraine must become a non-aligned nation. Um, we have many historic examples of great non-aligned nations, I mean, led by Yugoslavia, and that fell apart, didn't it? And what's the Ukraine response? The Ukraine response is not as grumpy as you would expect, really. I mean, if you if you catch them quietly... Mr. Zelensky, the Ukraine president, uh, interviewed by ABC News on um, oh, a few just a few days ago, a couple of days ago, said uh, regarding NATO, I have cooled down regarding this question a long time ago after we understood that NATO is not prepared to accept Ukraine as a member. Ukraine was also willing to discuss how the breakaway territories would live on, Mr. Zelensky said. Now, that's very important. What is important to me, he said, is how the people in those territories are going to live who want to be part of Ukraine. The question, he said, is more difficult than simply acknowledging them. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? See, there's wriggle room in there. So what do we want here? What's the end game? I mean, this is the, the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, said, what is Putin's endgame just the other day? Asking the question. Well, the answer is, of course, a negotiated solution. Putin, Russia can't win, nor can Ukraine win. We don't want a blasted Heath 
So what's the what's the best answer to the Ukraine situation? I mean, let's just think about it rationally for a minute. And uh, without all this anger, what's the best answer to deal with the situation now to get the thing ended? Well, we need some sort of negotiations. And the I can't, you can't call it a win-win result exactly, but a result that's win-win in the sense that it would bring an end to this and stop Ukraine becoming a battleground for the next decade. The win-win resolution of this thing might be, in my view, that yes, you did acknowledge that Russia had Crimea, and then you gave autonomous status to these uh, two republics. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Donetsk and Luhansk, autonomous status, complete autonomous status, you know, like 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 Kurdistan in Iraq, it's doable. And then then what? You simply just make it clear that Ukraine will be a non-aligned nation. I, it doesn't matter. Actually, it really doesn't matter whether Ukraine joins the EU or not. But it does matter whether it is militarized or not in the sense that it is part of NATO. That matters to Russia. And that's the big deal. So it has to be, in that sense, non-aligned or neutral, and that has to be acknowledged by Ukraine and others. And then we have a deal, and then this mess can end. Are you going to get out of it any other way? No, not really. Is Russia going to accept autonomous? I mean, I'm told by some, including my own daughter, that no, this is not going to work. Russia just wants all of Ukraine. Well, it's not going to get all of Ukraine, I don't think. It's too big an ask. Just too, the costs would be too great. But if we don't acknowledge, whether you regard them as justifiable or not, if we don't acknowledge Russia's fear of Western, the Western expansion of NATO, and remember Ukraine is to the east of Moldova, right under Russia's backyard. It's, it's just right, right there. So it's difficult for the Russia to accept this former Soviet socialist republic being um, part of NATO. Indeed, you could regard it as an ex existential threat if you were a Russian. So we need a resolution of this horrifying war. And Russia's behavior is horrifying, but it is solvable. But then is the West willing? I mean, Biden called off his talks with Putin once Putin stepped into Ukraine. Oh, yeah, of course he did. But some discussions too could take place that led to a resolution of this matter. It is pointless pointless seeing this suffering go on. You know all these refugees are not coming back, don't you? Refugees never go back. You've seen the Syrian experience, you've seen... I mean, they go, they settle perhaps in a better place, I don't know, but they're frightened to go back. It's not going to go back. These millions of people are not going to go back. Refugees in history never, ever go back. So, you've already, we have already, Russia has already, and we have helped by not getting a resolution of this blasted thing, not putting enough effort into resolving it. We've already raped Ukraine. There's got to be some cool heads who've got to sit down and lay it on the line. And I think it's clear that Mr. Zelensky has got wriggle room. He will compromise. It's clear from his words. And Russia will have to compromise because the the losses it will suffer are intolerable. 
So there you go. That's what I feel. That's what I think. I think it's solvable. I think it's very solvable. We just need autonomy for the two provinces and we need to grant Russia Ukraine, uh, Ukraine, Freudian slip, Crimea, and, um, and away we go with an unaligned status for Ukraine. And uh, we can get out of this mess and we need to get out of this mess. Otherwise, the risks are huge for Ukraine and for the world. That's my view. God bless you. Bye.